Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell Project, and we're diving in some more to Genesis, and I want to also do sort of a part two to what I said yesterday in reading God's Word, and that we should read it with the right mindset, right? It's the story of God. And so I want to also put another caveat on that, and then it was we should read it in the Spirit. So like the passage I used yesterday that Pharaoh recognized that the Spirit of God was upon Joseph. And when we're reading God's Word, we want the Holy Spirit's help in understanding what we're reading and giving us insight. And so praying before you read God's Word, Lord, as I so prepare to read your Word, may your Holy Spirit minister to me and help me to understand what I'm reading. May you guide me through the, the words and through the paragraphs and through the pages of your Word. In Jesus' name, and 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 then and then to read, read through it, um, and you know to recognize that often we we really we need to read God's word, and we may not always understand what's happening in in and around us, but that we can trust God, and the Holy Spirit is the Comforter, the Helper that He has sent us, and so to utilize. The Holy Spirit, and so let me utilize, let me show you this a little bit as we continue this story of Joseph in Genesis chapter forty-one, and to kind of wrap some things up as we get ready to go into the great famine that'll bring his brothers back to him. So Joseph was thirty years old. I'm reading verse forty-six now. Joseph was thirty years old when he entered the service of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh and went through all the land of Egypt. During the seven plentiful years, the earth produced abundantly, and he gathered up all the food of these seven years, which occurred in the land of Egypt, and put the food in the cities. He put in every city the food from the fields around it. And Joseph stored up grain in great abundance, like the sand of the sea, until he ceased to measure it, for it could not be measured. That's a lot of food, right? Before the, before the year the famine came, two sons were born to Joseph. Asenath, the daughter of Potiphar, priest of On, bore them to him. Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh. For he said, God has made me forget my hardship in all my father's house. The name of the second he called Ephraim. For God has made me fruitful in the land of my affliction. The seven years of plenty that occurred in the land of Egypt came to an end, and the seven years of famine began to come, as Joseph had said. There was famine in all lands, but in the land of Egypt there was bread. When all the land of Egypt was famished, the people cried to Pharaoh for bread. Pharaoh said to all the Egyptians, Go to Joseph, what he says you do. So when the famine had spread all over the land, Joseph opened all the storehouses and sold to the Egyptians, for the famine was severe in the land of Egypt. Moreover, all the earth came to Egypt to Joseph to buy grain, because the famine was severe over all the earth, or the Mediterranean region anyway. All right, so a couple of things for us to note here. One is Joseph is... So it starts off by saying that Joseph was 30 years old. So he's 17 when he's sold by his brothers. And so 13 years have gone by where he has been either a slave or a prisoner. 
13 years. And now he's in charge of all of Egypt. And during these first six years, at some point, he is given a wife, an Egyptian wife, to marry, which he does. And it's interesting because his father and his grandfather all went back to from where they came to marry cousins, basically. And so Joseph is somewhat given up on on his family altogether. And he is assimilating into the Egyptian life. Now, he's a very powerful person in all of Egypt, but he assimilates and marries this princess to the god own and then he has two sons now it's not clear that they were twins it doesn't say they were twins so we could say they're irish twins he had one and then another and then the famine would start so the year before the names that he picks are interesting and and so he says in them that um that what they mean for him for God has made me to forget all my hardship. And Manasseh does sound like the Hebrew word that means to to forget, as does uh, Ephraim. Sounds like the word meaning making fruitful. And that's what he says. So he's obviously giving them Hebrew names. And they mean a lot. And this is you know, one of the realities of being in the middle of God's will and not fully grasping and remembering all that God has done. When he was 17 or 16, he had a dream that his brothers and even his father would bow down to him. Well, that has not yet happened. And so he must have also decided it was not going to happen since they sold him into slavery. They actually wanted to kill him, if you remember. And so they didn't kill him, but they did sell him into slavery. And here he is 13 years later. And now another seven years will go by as there's great uh, abundance in all of the land. And so now he's going to be 37 plus when his brothers are going to come back. So here's the thing. In the middle of being in God's will and very difficult being a slave and being a prisoner, that Joseph doesn't ever forget who God is, but he does seem to forget the dream that God has given him and marries an Egyptian woman and has two sons and talks about the names them that he's that God has helped him to forget, forget his past and to move forward. And and that his two sons are born to him after six years of him being in charge of all of Egypt. So those were good days for Joseph. No doubt, better days than probably anything else he had. But he's still separated from his family. He does not he possibly does not know anything of what's going on with his family. However, during this time as powerful as he was, he may have sent spies to spy on his family and find out what's going on. We don't know. But we do know that he's going to recognize them when they show up, which is the next chapter. So going back to reading the Bible and reading it, being filled with the Holy Spirit, asking the Spirit's help, that that's a, a good thing. God's Word is foolishness to those who are perishing. So we need to repent and believe and then read God's Word. And it is glorious. It is it is food to the soul. It renews the mind. It strengthens. There's just so much to it. Like read Psalms 1 and read Psalms 19, Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. That God's word is just powerful, powerful, powerful. 
All right, so God bless you guys. Hope you have a good day. Keep reading. Keep pressing on.